Hello, I'm Danny DeHeck and this is the What De Heck Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Now, I publish this, this is part of my weekly podcast series that I do every six weeks, so I'm glad you can drop in and listen to me talk. Today's episode is going to be on quite an exciting thing if you like blogging and you're wondering how to write a blog that actually stays in the search engines for a long time. The blog I'm talking about is one that I've had published for 15 years and every single month it brings me in between 400 and 900 visitors to my website. And the blog is actually called Kiwi uh, Slang. And if you go to, I'm going to now flip into a workshop mode. Uh, if you are watching my YouTube video, you can see this. If you're not watching the YouTube video and you want to watch along, then go to my YouTube channel and search for Kiwi Slang and you'll find this video. Or go to deheck.com and search for slang and you'll find the embedded video in the slang blog. All right, so first thing you want to do is you want to go to Google and you want to search for um, the phrase. I'm just fixing up my green screen that's leaving me bits and pieces. There we go, that's better. Okay, you search for the phrase New Zealand Everyday Slang. And the very first blog that comes up is not mine, which is heartbreaking. But the second one is, and it's called New Zealand Slang. So if you click on that link, you'll land on one of my blogs. I have a thousand blogs on the internet and I'm just going to explain how that came to be. Now, have you ever heard of a service called archive.org? You can go to there and you can put in your website address and you can find archived information that you had on the internet once upon a time. I use this service when I'm researching whether a domain name that I'm about to purchase has a history or not. It's a great thing. So I started up this New Zealand's information network way back in 1998. I sold everything I owned and I travelled around New Zealand with a uh, compact laptop that was 11 inches wide, colour screen, it was one of the first that came to the market, and also maxed out my credit card and bought myself a Fujifilm DS7 camera. And if you wait a second, I think I've got it in my drawer. Yes, it is. I found it. Now, that's a story how I managed to get um, my hands on one of these old cameras. Now, this particular camera that I'm holding up, if you do a bit of search for a DS7 Fujifilm camera, it uh, used to take four AA batteries, and they would last for about two minutes, and then they would go flat. So I finished up having to buy 1,100 millihertz batteries and have a charger with me, and uh, it, was, it was a very um, power-hungry camera. Anyway, it was state-of-the-art at the time. So as I travelled around New Zealand as a mobile internet consultant, I started to gather a lot of rental car operators and motorhome companies, and eventually I looked at them all and thought they're all to do with tourism, so I started up a website called New Zealand's Information Network, and the only way that you would get on that website is if you were a client of mine, and I looked after 99% of your internet advertising. This turned into a large tourism network that actually generated up to 25,000 page views every day. And at the time, my website knowledge was very minimal and I didn't know much because I used to handcraft my websites out of HTML. So originally, I became a website developer simply by copying code of other people's websites and pasting it into a text file and uploading an HTML file to actually see 
what it looked like and whether I could use this code. So after doing that for quite a few months, I deemed myself as a website developer and started um, knocking on people's doors in remote places asking them if they would pay me $300 to set up a website and $30 a month to host the website. This built up a large travel and tourism network, and at the time it was state-of-the-art. So if you do go to archive.org, you'll see my network. Now what I did, every time I got a big client on board, and say if they were paying me three dollars to $5,000 to develop them a website, excuse me, I would then use a proportion of that money to get a travel writer to write articles for me. So this doesn't probably look like it, but it's a very um, wordy website. And at the time, I was competing with website developers who would have a door on the front page of their website where they would click here to enter, like they were walking into a house. But my website was, I believe that you should be one or two clicks from every page of your website at any time. And that's exactly why I started to get a lot of traffic because the search engines were spidering through my website and delivering every aspect of my web page to a Google search. Then um, I did um, get married and my wife at the time, she was an immigration consultant. So we, I said to her, why don't we start selling immigration um, information and putting together do-it-yourself immigration packs. And we did this and the New Zealand Immigration Department actually promoted us on their website as an alternative from hiring an immigration consultant at the time was charging 5000 plus to help you immigrate to New Zealand. So then we started doing the same as what we did with our New Zealand's information network and started thinking what sort of information would attract people who are migrating to New Zealand. So one of the articles that we wrote was New Zealand slang. And we basically researched every slang word that we could think of that Kiwis use. And would you believe this was actually where we was getting 40% of our traffic from to help market our NZ immigration business. So these days, um, I've kept that article alive. And now what I'm doing is everyone who produces a blog, my recommendation is to also do a podcast about your blog. Embed that in your blog. Also do a YouTube video like I'm doing now and then you can watch it on YouTube. You link it back to your blog and you also extract the audio out of it and you use this uh, for your podcast. So if you are listening to my podcast, I'm visually showing people things and you're missing out. But some people are driving in the car and they like to listen to a crazy what the heck Kiwi talking about how to produce a blog that comes up in the search engines for 15 years and generates between 400 and 1,000 visits to your websites approximately every month. So let's get into it. So why is this blog so um, readily found on the internet, do you think? Well, every word that's in here. So let me give you a couple. Ads. Now, what is an ad? It's a TV commercial, an advertisement. All right, now if somebody is going to get onto Google and search for ads, uh, meaning, slang, then because I have got text in my article, it will come up. And I'm just going to have a wee snippet moment here. I've just been looking at a new service. Well, it's not new. It's a service that Google is now allowing people to purchase, and it's called Google Vision. And that means if you upload an image 
and it has a whole lot of slang words in it, for example, Google can actually read the, the images and it can read the words in the picture. And if you are producing a blog and your content matches what the image is about, so you might be talking about what a beautiful um, autumn it is. And if your photo is an autumn picture, then Google can actually look at it and see that the trees are in blossom or autumn, whatever it is, and then you'll get brownie points and your content will come up higher. So don't underestimate the power of an image on your blog. Now, if you're using Advata, which I use for my themes, all my websites have Advata, you can actually upload up to 10 Im images. So imagine if I scouted around the internet and I found a whole lot of images to do with immigration or Kiwi slang, and I incorporated those into my blog, Google will look at those images and actually help that um, uh, blog come up higher in the search engines because I'm competing with people who aren't doing that. So let me go through some of the other ones. Angle biter, that's a really good one. So an angle biter, if you're listening to this in America, is a toddler or a small child, somebody who gets around your feet. Uh, a batch is often a really good one. Now, what we've even taken this uh, blog to another level. Now, my partner is a digital artist. So she has actually created about 15 different pieces of art to do with uh, New Zealand slang. So now we link the word batch through to her Etsy store and people can download digital art to print out to have on their wall. So we've identified that one of my blogs is getting a lot of traffic and we've also capitalized on something we could do with that traffic. So if you haven't got Google Analytics um, set up on your website, I thoroughly recommend doing it. And then you might be surprised that some of your blogs or your content is actually going to give you a lot of traffic. Then think, what can I actually do to turn that traffic into something that I could monetize? And that's what people like me are doing all the time. I'm going to carry on finding another one, the big smoke, a large city. So as a Kiwi, we would say, oh, are you from the big smoke? To me, that would mean, are you saying you're from either Auckland or Wellington? Christchurch isn't really the big smoke, but if we were in um, probably like places like Rangiora, which is a small town 20 minutes away from Christchurch, I might say to my mate, oh, you're off to the big smoke, and that would mean oh, you're off to Christchurch. Um, a bit of a dag. Now that's um, a bit of a a bit of a dag. A dags are things that hang off, hang off the back of sheep, apparently. But in New Zealand terminology, a bit of a dag means hard case. Uh, a comedian, uh, a person with a bit of character. People, my mum used to say, I'm a bit of a dag. Um, but if you're a, a farmer, you might think, why is he talking like he's something hanging off the back of a sheep's bum, for example? Uh, what else have we got here? A brickie, um, a bricklayer. Pretty easy. <laughs> a boy racer. Now, I don't know if you've got them, but you might have people with zoomed up cars that cruise around the streets at night time. Um, you know, and there might be five or six of them together. We call them boy racers. Um, now, this is a really good one. A friend of mine who immigrated to New Zealand, she said uh, to us that she got invited to a potluck dinner. Now, a potluck dinner is something where you would basically cook yourself a meal, take it along, and other people would kind of share your meal and you would share their meal. But when they... Um, 
often they say come along they tell you to bring a plate now this particular lady actually turned up with a plate with nothing on it because she thought bring a plate meant bring a plate because they didn't have enough utensils so imagine that all right bungee that's uh, a good one now when i used to do a lot of uh, seo work uh, i used to write my content i had an article on my website with at the time i think there was about 17 different places where you could actually go bungee jumping in New Zealand. But I discovered that people from overseas didn't know how to spell bungee, and they'd often spell it B-U-N, uh, now I might get this wrong, G-E-E, or they might spell it with an I, uh, or they might spell it with a Y. So our Kiwi, um, AJ Hackett, was um, he started up Bungie and I actually met, I've met him before, and also there was another guy called Peter Wool that not many people knew about, and he used to have a um, a reverse bungee thing in Brighton called Sensations. And I actually d used to do his website. But both those guys were actually sort of like local or New Zealand heroes when it come to setting up uh, bungees and the like. So bungee is actually uh, like an elastic strap that you tie to the bottom of your leg. Alrighty. Right, carnival. Uh, caravan. I don't know if you guys have them. Um, um, caravan, it's a mobile home that you tow behind your car, which is quite unusual. What else can I give you? Cheers, thanks. Cheerio, Cheerio. Now, Cheerios, I think okay, could be actually sausages, is that right? But that in New Zealand, if you say Cheerio, that actually just means goodbye. Nothing too exciting there. Um, choice, uh, really top term choice. Um, a lot of the Maori people would say choice, and uh, normally. Uh, a term New Zealanders use when they are happy about something. How about that? Let's say, what else have we got? Chips. Now, funny enough, uh, fish and chips, fish and chips. Uh, you'll get New Zealanders saying it one way. You'll get Australians saying it another way. But chips are deep fried slices of potato, but much thicker than French fries. So when I went off to America, I asked if I could have um, some chicken and a roll and some chips. And the lady gave me this the one piece of deep fried chicken was disgusting, and a bit of bread with no butter on it at all, and then went and got some potato chips, as you would call them, opened the packet and literally tipped it over the top of my meal and looked at me like, well, that's what you asked for. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. But yes, obviously chips don't mean uh, the same as what New Zealanders call them as well. What else can I teach you? A crib. Now, you heard of batch. Well, we've also got cribs. So a crib is normally a New Zealander's holiday home in the South Island. Now, in the North Island, we actually call them batches. So it's a bit different, really. A cuppa, a cup of tea, uh, is uh, what that one means. Uh, de facto. So de facto actually means a New Zealander that's not married, but they're living together. Uh, a ding. Had a bit of a ding. That would mean you had a small dent in your vehicle. What else can I show you in a hurry without boring you to death? Flat out. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a term that Kiwis use when they're really, really busy and they're just stressed at work and people ask how they're going and they're, I'm flat out. So that's what that one means. Now this one's really funny because the other day, for years, I have been saying full tit. Now I've been driving my car at full tit and then I realised when I searched for full tit, I was the only um, person coming up with the terminology full tit. Now it's actually meant to be full tilt 
okay? Full tilt is meaning you are going fast. The pedal is on full tilt, not full tit. But anyway, because I was laughing and I'm thinking, where about does that saying actually come from? And I've just realized I've still got a, um, I've still got um, the tip word in there instead of the tilt word. I'm shocking. Being dyslexic gets you away with a lot of, um, uh, well, being dyslexic gets you away with a lot, but it doesn't get you away with everything. Okay, what else we got here? Going bush uh, would mean that you were going hiking, taking a break, um, becoming reclusive. Gumboots or gummies, they would be used on a farm. They're probably more like Wellington, some people might say. Um, I'm going to get a hottie. Uh, it would actually mean a hot water bottle. So one of those things you fall hot water and you take to bed at night to keep you warm. And now jandals. Now you've got... Uh, I think uh, Australians, which is just over the ditch from us, they call them thongs. Um, a thong is something completely different uh, to me. It's um, a lady's underwear, to be honest. But jandals, uh, that's what we call for flip-flops. Uh, that would be something you'd go to the beach with, a uh, pair of jandals. Um, what's the other word for it? Flip-flops, suppose. And thongs. So, yeah, jandals, clippers, um, whatever you want to call them. What else can we get you? Come on, there must be other ones. Let's see, we've got um, munted. <laughs> munted's quite good. It's uh, munted, a term for New Zealander when it's broken. It's munted. It's munted. That's always a really cool one. Uh, Nick Minute. Now, there was a famous um, guy that went into a dairy, I've forgotten his name, and his bike was stolen. And when he came out, the bike was gone. So he said, Nick Minute, my bike was gone. And that became a uh, quite a dominant uh, Kiwi slang word quite quickly, but it's not very old. Now, what we are famous for in New Zealand is the term number eight wire. So that's really, really cool. That's used for um, all farmers. Uh, a number eight wire, basically a term, you can actually, it's a term for resourcefulness for New Zealanders. So that basically means that with a number eight wire, most farmers can fix anything. So um, you might be looking at your farmer and saying, oh, a bit of number eight, well, I might be needed there, my friend. On the terps, now, you know what that means. Uh, so that might be someone who's had a big night out drinking alcohol. So if you're on the terps, you've uh, been out drinking. Now, over the ditch, now, that's something you don't probably hear about much, but because New Zealand and Australia, often people think we're the same country, but it takes, uh, I think, about three and a half hours to fly from New Zealand to Australia. So we call that a ditch. And uh, we, New Zealand and Australia sort of have this nice healthy banter, but we really do love each other. Um, it's so nice to have a big country with, I think, 20 million people. And New Zealand has about 5 million people. So if we're ever going on a holiday and people ask where you are going, we'll say um, we're going over the ditch. What basically means that we're traveling over the Tasman Sea to visit our Australian comrades, which is really cool. Um, right, plonk. Now, if you wonder what plonk means, plonk is a term for a cheap bottle of wine. So I've just got a cheap bottle of plonk. Well, plonk, I've got some plonk. It's just any, um, any one there. What else have we got here to show you? Snowed under. Okay, snowed under means that you've got too much work on and you can't get out. So that's another uh, great term there. All right, so what else have we got here? We have got she'll be right, uh, a term New Zealanders use for everything that it will be okay. Don't worry, mate. Don't stress. No big deal. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. Good on you. Um, spin a yarn. Now, I'm pretty good at spinning yarns. So spinning a yarn is actually sort of telling a story. It doesn't, uh, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story is often what we'll say to people. 
So I think that's a, a pretty good one. I'm stoked. Oh, I'm stoked, bro. I'm stoked. It's real good. That uh, waffle mean that you're very happy. Um, you're happy about something. Or you um, you might actually, how about this one, a sweet ass. So sweet ass would be like, um, oh, sorry, mate. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Nah, sweet ass, bro. No worries, mate. No worries. No, no, no one's affected. Nothing's a problem. It's all good as gold. Um, well, people who come over here on a holiday, what about this one? Um, I'm going to do a bit of a ticket tour. And that's when um, you might actually sort of go the most scenic route to a destination, uh, to an area. So, and one of my favourites, what I think might be global actually, year nah. It's a non-committal word, isn't it? Year nah. That's what a lot of New Zealanders will say. So that's uh, like indecision. Well, should I do it or not? Or do you want to come over for... A barbecue. Oh, there's another one there. Barbecue. Um, a cook-up outside with a, a external cooking device. I don't know. But anyway, so and people go. Oh, are you going to come Friday? Yeah, nah. Or um, do you want do you want a cup of coffee? Yeah, nah, nah. You know that sort of stuff. So it's quite cool. Anyway, so there you go. There's a little bit of um, Kiwi slang. I don't know exactly how many different ones I've got, but if you want to um, be one of my 400 to 1,000 visitors that go to that blog every month, then just go in there and search for New Zealand Everyday Slang Words, and you'll find my article hopefully in the top five. And uh, if you did want to um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you did want to go to my podcast and have a listen to this and subscribe to other podcasts I do, remember, I podcast every week. Um, and I pub- – no, I don't. I, I actually – podcast every six weeks <laughs> and it's called my weekly rant so I haven't quite figured out how to get more regular but I have been inspired lately because my partner has just got into podcasting and she's done two podcasts in the last two weeks so I thought I'd better pull my finger out or oh, there's another Kiwi slang that means get a hurry along and start competing with her doing podcasts so there you go everyday New Zealand slang words, phrases, and I can't even say it correctly, kilanctorums. You've been listening to What to Heck Podcast, and I'm your host, Danny De Heck. Thanks for tuning in.